Welcome to CruxCast. Whether you're in your car, at work, or at home, we hope you enjoy this interview. And if you do, you can find more like it on cruxinvestor.com. So please subscribe. Caught up earlier today with Merlin Mark Johnson. He's the director at Salazar Resources, TSX, the listed explorer hunting for gold and copper in Ecuador. Uh, we talked through uh, their JV with Adventus, what it means for them, and taking control of their own destiny uh, by investing in their three projects in Ecuador. So if you want our thoughts on their plans, the conversation we had, and indeed the company itself for 2021, you can find that at cruxinvestor.com forward slash club, where you can also find detailed company reports uh, you can find commentary uh, from experts from around the world on a variety of companies and commodities. There are training videos on there to help you with your own diligence process. Uh, there are summaries of other interviews that we've done, which will save you just a little bit of time. And if you want to join a thriving community of investors sharing their thoughts and ideas with each other, you can find them at cruxinvestor.com forward slash club. Merlin, how are you doing, sir? All good, thank you. All good. How are you? Not bad, not bad. Happy New Year to you as well. Did you have a good one? Uh, yes, I did, although it seems like a distant memory already. I know. <laughs> That's frightening, isn't it? That's frightening. Um, well, look, um, look, thanks for uh, getting on the phone with me. Um, we, we followed your story last year. We were quite, we quite liked, um, you know, the, the thematic uh, and the story that you were telling. Um, wanted to catch up with you. So, um, look, I tell you, I tell you what, and I do want to get into it because I've, I've got a few questions for you, if, you, if you don't mind. But what do you give us that one minute overview of what it is, what your story is for people new to this, uh, what you do, and then I'll pick it up from there. Great, thank you. Uh, yeah, we've got lots going on, so plenty to chat about. But in summary, Salazar Resources is a uh, TSXV listed exploration company with a difference. And the difference is that we've got a carried interest in a high-grade asset that's coming to production. Um, it's in feasibility at the moment. And we are fully carried on that. We've got a 25% stake uh, that is fully carried, so we don't have to contribute to the um, to the capex there. <clears throat> so it saves us um, from having to um, it saves us from having to dilute to build that mine. Also, we get income. We have income from advanced royalties and from management fees, and we've got a subsidiary, a drilling subsidiary, that provides us with income as well. So we're an exploration company in Ecuador with a fantastic team and a great portfolio of 100% held licenses that we'll be drilling this year. Plus, we've got this carried interest, which more than carries our market capitalization. So investors have the free carry or a de-risk investment in exploration in Ecuador. Okay, brilliant. Thanks for the reminder. Look, we'll put a link to some of the other interviews that we've done um, below, so people can check that out in terms of business plan, strategy, etc. Because it's kind of it's quite an interesting uh, structure that you put uh, in place there. But here's the here's the questions that I want to put to you. Okay, 2020 was difficult for a lot of people uh, in, in mining. It was very very difficult in certain jurisdictions, um, you know, and, and other people flourished because it's very positive. Um, you know, gold price at that moment, copper copper is doing quite well, nickel, so we, a lot of commodities are doing quite well, but COVID, you know, caused a few problems. My question to you is, the story's great, but yeah. you didn't do much, really, right? You know, because if I look at your JV with Adventus, yeah. Uh, Etc. You know, it'd be great to get sort of an update as to you know what they're going to do this year because they've got to get motoring on that front, exploration-wise, drilling-wise. You guys need to kind of get on and, and sort of take control of your own destiny as well. So I'm interested in what you're doing there, and also what's happening in Ecuador. There's more. What's happening in Ecuador because you've had elections, right? And we've had you know various people write in about you know uh, where mining sits. 
um, in, in the mix of all this electoral uh, banter that is going on. So how answer you these questions? Okay, well, first of all, the election, the, the main elections, the presidential elections are coming up in three weeks' time. Um, so that's yet to be uh, dealt with. But let me just go back to the kind of the first bit of the question, which was saying that we didn't do much in 2020 and it was a difficult year for many people. I think the first thing to say is that this year is going to be our busiest year yet. We're going to be drilling three or possibly four project areas. And it's tremendously exciting for our company. We've been listed for 14 years, and this is the first time that we're going to be drilling three or four projects in any one year. So that in itself is really exciting. Um, I don't think it's particularly fair to say that we didn't get a huge amount done last year. Um, just even if you want to look at the, the share price, you know, we started the year at 19 or 20 cents, and we entered this year at 35 cents. So there's a, you know, it, it, it's been a pretty healthy share price performance. And that's <clears throat> been on the back of a a range of activity, which has included, we started drilling our first project independent outside of Eldoma, outside of Kurupamba. Um, it was the first 100% project that we've been drilling since Eldoma was found in 2008. So that was a departure. And also within the <clears throat> our own portfolio of 100% held licenses, we've done lots of um, geophysical work, preparation for drilling, mapping and you know, there's been a huge advancement in our own portfolio and the the joint venture work with Adventus that had involved um, drilling and preparation and also starting of the feasibility study. So despite COVID and with the retraction in the, the junior market in, um, from August of last year, our share price uh, almost doubled and we we were pretty, pretty busy. My point is this: you know, you're, if I look at your valuation in the market, I get the I get the share price appreciation, but you know, the market cap is what it, is what it is. You're you're still a small company, but it seems like that's been because of what Adventus has been doing for you for your share, your twenty five percent fully carried share of their project. I'm I'm what I want to get out of you today is what are you going to do to start start taking control of your own destiny? Okay, you, you've mentioned that you've got a few clues there. It's going to be a, a busy year, three or four projects that you're going to be drilling. So I guess that's going to be what we should talk about because your business year from a very low base is great, but what's it going to do for you? You know, why are, have you chosen those three or four projects? Okay, so you're basically asking what are the catalysts for for a share price move. Um, <clears throat> I think what we saw last year largely was that the um, our valuation shifted more in line with our equity split on Kuripamba, Elbomo. So they've got three quarters of the project and we've got one quarter of the project. And so if one looks at just that project alone, our valuation should be um, 20, you know, one third of, of theirs. And so actually our a lot of the share price movement in the last year really has been that Adventus and Salazar, they trade at three times our value. They're at about $150 million Canadian at the moment, and we're about $50 million. So we're more or less in line on valuation at kind of at the, at the top-down look-through level of El Domo or Curipamba, that project. But there are a couple of things you need to remember. One is that Adventus has to fund our share of the project. And so even though we've got a 25% equity stake, actually our value, if you strip out what we actually have to contribute in the short term, you do an NPV on our cash flow, the equity value share is much higher. Um, I've got it closer to 40% of the actual overall value of that project. 
which which makes a huge difference. Um, Adventus has just committed to spending $20 million on the projects in which we've got a carried stake over the next 12 months. And so that's hugely valuable to us. Um, <clears throat> when it comes to, um, sorry, and just, just so the other thing is that both companies are trading at a, quite a steep discount to the NPV of the project. You know, we're trading at 55% discount to the project. And as we go through this year and do that infill drilling on the feasibility study, and we advance towards the completion of the feasibility study, that discount to NPV should drop away. So both of our share prices should appreciate. Now, on top of that, you're likely to have the catalyst of a discovery that we're going to make in our portfolio. And if you're looking for a, a major discovery, if you're looking for a major deposit, one of the best places you want to be is in Ecuador. And if you are looking within Ecuador, you want to be with the with the people that have got the best track record for this discovery and know where all the jolly is and has built up a really exciting portfolio. And that is our team. That is Salazar Resources. So we can expect a, a gradual share price appreciation as Eldoma walks its, its way on that path to production. And then you've got the upside of um, a significant kicker coming through exploration success. And that's really the investment case. Okay, well, look, let, let, me, let me get to the point where I can kind of park um, the uh, Adventus uh, project because, you know, they're in control of that. You're sort of on their coattails in a way. You're not, you're not involved. Well, I, well, let me ask that question there. Remind me, is Freddy Salazar still offering advice uh, to them? And he, he knows the country, he knows the district, he knows the project. Is, is he involved? Absolutely. Absolutely. We get a management fee for running uh, the geology side of the pro project. Um, Adventist is driving the engineering and shaping the feasibility study, but the day-to-day -day stuff on the ground, in particular, the community relations. <coughs> Excuse me. In particular, the community relations, which is so critical in Ecuador, is very much being um, done in conjunction with Salazar Resources. We're, we're experts at that and it's a it's a uh of crucial value to the project and that is very much brilliant salazar's still involved there absolutely the whole our team. but the, the, the bit i'm trying to get out here because i'm really going to get down to the, the rub here because you know i think based on the story that you've got you should be doing better than you're doing so because Freddie is involved with what Aventus is up to, you're, you've got a kind of degree of certainty about how much money, how much time, how much effort, what the success of their efforts looks like in a kind of real time on a real time basis. Is that does that lend you some comfort? Absolutely, yeah. So we, we see what the, I mean, it's our team that's doing the, the drilling on the ground. We see the geology firsthand, um, and we drive that relationship with the community. And it comes down to uh, engagement at the local level. It comes down to job creation. It comes down to trust. Now, Salazar Resources, Curry Mining, it's the name of the, the local company, um, has been there for 13 years. And uh, that's a really strong bond. We've, we've got huge local support. Yes, there are some locals who are anti-mining, but the vast majority uh, are pro us because they know that we are responsible actors in the region and in particular and with reference to covid we're at one of the few areas where the economy is growing we're offering local jobs we're offering wealth creation we're offering offering employment training you know the whole thing and if you i mean just this ties in neatly with the election comments if you look across ecuador at the moment the the key concern among the voting age public is economic security it's job security it's 
um, you know, what is going to be driving this economy, what's going to be stimulating activity in a post or a continuing COVID world? And the answer is not tourism. Um, it's absolutely things like the, the mining sector. I, I mean, there are only two mines uh, operating in the country, commercial mines, which are kind of large scale industrial mines, and they're already the, um, one of the major contributors to the economy. And both of the um, leading candidates in the forthcoming election have got an economic plan, which is predicated on growth and activity, which is dependent on the mining industry um, in, their port, um, in their manifestos. And one is the Green Party, or sorry, not the Green Party, the, the Socialist Party, which um, is the ex-career candidate, and the other is the more right-wing lasso, the investment banker. So it's absolutely jobs, jobs, economic activity is, is, is the dominant issue in the elections. And so um, that's why we believe when the elections come, it will be a pro-mining government soon afterwards. Great. Okay. You, you've actually dealt with a question before I asked it. So thank you for that. Um, let, let's talk about what where Adventus is, because there's, there's a feasibility, feasibility study underway. Um, some of the drill results which have come out, quite impressive, high grade, very high grade. Um, what's that telling them and what, how's that informing their decision as to how quickly they advance? The, the 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 timetable towards completing the feasibility study is is more or less set. You know, it should be completed in um, Q3 of this year and published in Q4. That's all on track. But what's really really nice is to get these infill drill results, which are so spectacular. So, ten days ago, uh, two weeks ago, we published um, or we released uh, 4.2 meters at 45% uh, copper equivalent. 45% copper equivalent, that's 19% copper, 24 grams gold. I mean, these are high grade assets, um, high grade assays within a high grade asset. Uh, yesterday, two, day, two days ago, rather, um, we published um, another 5.7 meters at 17% copper equivalent. You know, these are really, really good results. And what they do is they confirm, they don't change the overall picture. You know, the global grade isn't going to change. It's still going to be 9 million tons measured indicated at 5% copper equivalent. They're just very, very useful reminders that actually this deposit is one of the highest grade assets in the world. If you look at, um, if, you do, if you run the peer comparison, which, which we have done and we do, um, you can see that really it's second only in terms of grade and value per ton to um, De Grusser, which is the um, asset in Australia, which is kind of carrying a, um, a billion dollar valuation. So, you know, we know that these assets are valuable. And actually, if you look at the lower grade VMS projects, many in Canada, um, some in uh, Ecuador, they are all um, underground projects. So this is 5% copper equivalent in an open pit. Why is this relevant? It because it, it means that it's much, much easier to finance. It reduces your um, your payback period and just makes it this a really easy project to finance. And so that, that timeline to financing is going to be um, uh, very short. And so your payback is very quick, which is tremendous for Salazar as a shareholders. Okay. What, what, okay, you're on track with the feasibility study, but you're not... Unlikely you get financed off the back of the feasibility study. You're going to have to do, well, Adventures are going to have to do more work. So I, I say you because you did a joint uh, press release. Um, you know, it's nice yes. to get your name associated with that, with that, with that success. But, you know, what, what is the timeline? Because obviously, you know, copper is having a good, good time of it in the, in the market at the moment. But 
it typically goes in cycles. I know there's other people in the with the EV thematic would argue that actually no, this is going to be a much much longer uh, cycle. Um, how, what are they doing after Q3, Q4 to kind of get to themselves a position where they can get the term sheets on the table, where they do understand better the, the economics around the financing? Okay, so uh, during the course of this year, uh, Adventus will be working on a, um, an investment and exploitation agreement with the government. So that'll be a kind of a, a legally binding um, arrangement with the government whereby we'll have them um, be able to kind of lay out the path to a mining permit. Um, there won't be a lot of work that's required after the feasibility study. The work is being done to a standard where you'll be able to go straight into financing. Now, often these things take six months, um, sometimes three months, sometimes nine months. Um, if they're difficult to finance, they, they take longer. But um, if you, we're not expecting the, the, the gold price to uh, collapse. We're not expecting the copper price to collapse. Obviously, one never knows. But even in a downturn, what you find is that the best assets get financed first, and this is one of the best assets. So that's um, we don't expect um, things to delay long in 2022, and we um, certainly aim to be in construction in 2022 and into 2023. Okay, let's park it only because you know. That, well, that's the, the the major part of your valuation. One, one would argue, but it's the, the, we can, we can sort of say it's, it's uh, not not long to fruition. Now let's come to the bit where you. Needs you're in control of, and where you need to maybe start talking to the market a bit more, which is your plans for this year. Busiest year on record from a low base, but busiest year on yep. record. Yeah. What exactly are you doing? How are you going to finance it? The first thing I should say is that we've actually we started drilling in September, and we've got two holes drilled in Los Osos, which were over 500 meters long, um, with sulfides from top to bottom. We haven't got the assays back yet, so absolutely, as the first point of business, is we need to put out those assays. Um, related to Los Osos, which is a very small license area, it's only 229 hectares. We signed the Los Santos license area uh, late last year, which is very close to Los Osos and is actually adjacent to the Cangrejos licenses held by uh, Lumina Gold. And that is 10 times bigger, it's 2,200 um, hectares. So that gives us much more run room, runway exploration potential within this area. Um, what, uh, I, I, again, I, I haven't forgotten your question about how we're going to finance it, but just on Los Osos in this in this Cangrejos area, we really believe this is one of the hottest areas in Ecuador for finding large systems. Um, Cangrejos is quite low grade. Uh, if we can find a really high grade core within Osos, then that's fantastic. But if, like Cangrejos, we're dealing with hundreds of meters, possibly 300 meters, 500 meters of 0 0.3, 0 0.4, 0 0.5, 0 0.6, 0 0.7 grams per ton gold, then that we're slightly boxed in in Los Osos, which is why having Santos to the east is so tremendous because we really like that the, we, we can see the mineralization in this area, but having Santos gives us the, the run room to actually fit a big deposit within those areas. And so we will, we've already got um, field crew on the ground in Santos. We're already mapping, we're already sampling. Uh, we aim to be drilling that in the second half of this year. How are we going to finance it? Um, we've got 
uh, income from our drill rigs, which is about $2 million US. We've got um, about a million dollars um, US in cash, and we've got um, income from advanced royalties and um, uh, management fees as well. So in theory, uh, not in theory, the, the arrangement that we've got at Ventus is that for every dollar they spend, we get paid 10 cents for managing the investment on the ground. Their budget this year is $20 million. You can go figure what our theoretical uh, management fee is on a 10% basis. So um, <clears throat> obviously it's not quite like that because um, some of the work is, for example, going into, a, into the engineering studies. And so we only get the, the fee on the bit that we actually spend in the ground or that is actually being spent in the ground that we manage. So it's not a, a direct let through, but certainly it's a valuable contribution to the, um, to the treasury. It is possible. I mean, I certainly believe that um, exploration companies perform better when there's a really healthy treasury buffer. Um, so we'd have to juggle things very tight. And so one could expect that at some point during this year, it might be sensible to do a top up. Right. Okay. Well, that, I guess that's what I'm getting at. Is because you, you've got because you're in control of what you're in control of, you're going to set the pace. And I'm wondering what that pace, busiest year on record, what that pace looks like. You know, and do you continue to have to reassess? Because you know, having been relatively quiet in terms of the, your own activity. Um, I think that you're going to need to reignite uh, the flame, as it were, uh, underneath the seat here, because I think the expectation around the story that you painted at the beginning of last year, and you know, and I, I, I get that the share price has doubled, which is which is great, nearly doubled. It's 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 great, but there's so much more potential here. So you've got to drive that that agenda. Um, do you think that you are going to be able to go out to market and raise money? at a price to allow you to do the things that you want and at a price that you think is, is fair. When you look at the exploration potential that we've got in our portfolio, it's really, really exciting. So for example, um, with Osos and Santos, we've got a 2,440 something hectare package right in the heart of one of Ecuador's most mineralized districts. Up in the north, we've got Ruminyawi, which is a tremendous kind of one hectare size stockwork with um, one to two grams gold and half percent copper. It's riddled with um, stockwork veining and chalcopyra and it's on trend from the massive billion ton Urimagua and then beyond that the Cascabel um, porphyry. So it's a classic porphyry territory and there are a lot of people who are interested in that. We've already got lots of inbound questions asking about Ruminyawi and so um, we're going to be drilling that in Q2. And then if you go down to the south of the country, uh, we've just completed a geophysical program on Macaramina, which had 10 grams a ton in soils. It had 30 grams a ton in rock chips. It's a compact license area, but it's we're targeting VMSs. And we know that the VMSs are valuable because we drilled one at El, um, El Doma, Kuripamba, and um, we've just done the geophysics and it's lighting up like a Christmas tree. We've only had the initial uh, raw data back yet, but we can see that there's something really exciting just below where we're getting the best base and um, precious metals. So there's another high value target there. So we've got three really high priority targets within four projects in one of the most prospective countries in Ecuador. And you've got the equity story underpinned by another asset, which more than covers the market capitalization. So absolutely, yes, we can get a top up financing 
at the right price by people who are interested in the backing a team like Freddie Salazar in Ecuador. Okay, so what do you think the market's going to want to need, so is going to need to hear? Because you hope you're going to be doing that at a higher valuation than today because you should be putting out results more consistently. Well, in fact, are you? You're talking about assays still outstanding from drilling that you did in September. What's going on? Uh, from we, we submitted the, the hole in December because it took a while to get going with the drilling. and, the, and So it's actually only a, a month or six weeks, really, that we're talking about on this kind of the assay um, turnaround. So it's not a huge amount of time. Okay. Um, <clears throat> and we'll be drilling at Ruminyawi, which is, remember, we've been waiting for 20 years. Freddie's been lining up Ruminyawi for 20 years to get drilling. It took him 15 years of dialogue with the local community for them to agree to come into the area. And that was achieved um, in, in July last year. I mean, they, and since then we've we've mapped the whole area, we've sampled the whole area, we've got a new, new geological interpretation. We're really excited about what we're seeing, and the community is actually completely on side now, uh, really supportive of us staying there and furthering our work, and we should be drilling there in two or three months. So, yeah, that's pretty pretty exciting. Okay, and and obviously, look, you'd love to replicate some of the numbers that you, um, you've been putting out on the Adventus. I'll do my project. Um, what, what do you know currently? Because there's been no drilling before. I mean, what's your expectation of what you're going to come back to market with? Okay, so um, in Kurupamba, it's not a VMS project. So I'd be very surprised if you get the kind of the VMS style results that we're seeing at El Domo. So to get 45% copper equivalent is, is not something we're looking for. But what we would like to see is a Newmont style intersection, which is 100 gram meters. So um, 50 meters at two grams a ton or 100 meters at one gram a ton. Anything like that would be a, um, a huge success. And the reason why we think it's possible is that if you actually look at the, the rock chip samples that we've got across Ruminia, we, we, for example, we've got um, 55 meters at 2.7 grams a ton in, um, at surface in a rock chip. Um, now, this is a stock work. Uh, so in theory, it should... Um, uh, be just as mineralized in depth as it is across. Um, so I, I, I've been around the area, and when I crack open the rocks a long way away from the stock work, there's disseminated chalk pirate, disseminated bornite. You know, it's it's a pumped system. It'd be great to get, it'd be tremendously exciting to get drill holes into that. Okay, I mean you were there recently, weren't you? I think it's the other thing you, you mentioned before we before we started. Uh, yeah, yeah, a couple of, couple of months ago. Yeah. And how are things on the ground? Oh, well, you know what? It, um, it puts us into shame. It puts us to shame. The way that the Ecuadorians are taking a responsible approach to coronavirus, it um, sometimes makes me ashamed to be British. Um, <laughs> the way that they were going with the PPE, with the responsibility, the care for other people, the mask wearing, the hand washing, the social distancing, um, they've taken a really responsible line. It was very, very impressive. Really good to see. Okay. Okay. Well, look, um, look I just wanted a quick catch up. We haven't spoken in a while. Um, so I appreciate the update. Busiest year on record. I, I want to see it. I hear it. But I've got to verify yeah. it by insisting that you come on more regularly and let us know what's happening, especially when some of these numbers start coming out. Because that, that's when it could get interesting for you guys. Because I think that was what was missing from the story last year albeit as modestly successful year for you guys i think that's what was missing and you know seeing you guys being a bit more active a bit more communicative would really help 
Yeah, absolutely. For us to be able to deliver regular drill results is is would be a defining factor for um, this story going forward. Absolutely. Yeah, totally agree. And we're looking forward to doing that. And do you know what I'm looking forward to? I'm waiting to see who wins the bet between you and Freddie. Which asset will you be going after first? Well, um, yeah, we're, he's drilling Ruminari first, so he's got the um, he's got the advantage there. So I think the CEO has won out on that one. What a surprise. What a surprise. Okay, Merlin, look, thanks very much. Yeah, no Great to speak to you as always. Uh, do pick up the phone. We'd love to hear from you. Great. Thanks a lot. Thank you for listening. If you've enjoyed the interview, why not subscribe to Cruxcast or our website, cruxinvestor.com, and of course, our YouTube channel, Crux Investor. Plus, you can catch us most days on Twitter and LinkedIn. We really love getting your feedback, so please keep it coming, and we'll speak to you again soon.